DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. What is going on, folks? Welcome into the Key Pass Collective. My name is Joe Williams. I'll be your host for today. We've got another amazing interview set up for you today for your listening pleasure. Jeannie and I, the Draft Genie, of course, are going to be bringing you FPL Sala. What an incredible conversation we had. Um, it really went the gamut, and it was it was an absolute pleasure to have him on. Uh, we discuss all things... FPL, we discuss draft, we discuss the overlaps between the two formats, we talk about some things uh, that, you know, are going to have an effect this season, some things that people want to know and people are talking about, we talk about breakout players, Uh, we talk about potential duds for this season, we talk about uh, potential high value players or high round draft picks that you are shying away from. Um, We also talk about a couple deeper things, which is really cool. Um, we'll talk about what it's like to uh, be a Muslim and how that's portrayed in the um, media. We talk a little bit about mental health and, uh, and, and how it pertains to fantasy football. So just generally an amazing conversation with uh, FPL Salah, Abdul, and uh, with Draft Genie. So with that, I bring you FPL Salah. Make sure you follow him at FPL underscore Salah. Okay, and we are incredibly excited, incredibly excited uh, to be here with Abdul. You probably know him better as FPL Sala, uh, writer for, uh, let's see, writer for Fantasy Football Hub, um, writer for Who Scored, um, Clean Sheet Extraordinaire, uh, and the list goes on, and, and potentially getting into podcasting this year as well, he tells me. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into all of that. But Abdul, uh, Jeannie and I want to, to welcome you and just say thanks for joining us today. Um, go ahead and, and say hey to the people and give us a little... Uh, reaction to maybe some of the euro matches you've been watching yeah hi guys yeah firstly thanks for having me on i uh, really appreciate the, the invite i always enjoy doing uh fpl or you know any sort of fancy uh, type podcasts uh yeah euro matches have, have been great i've especially enjoyed uh, yesterday's games um that was madness like you know the 5-3 game of spain and then uh france going out as well insane um, I've, I've, yeah i've actually been really enjoying <laughs> the euros um you know, it's 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 a nice little break from you know like the kind of strenuous, long season, Premier League. So um, this is a lot more chilled out, and you know I'm I'm playing the Euros fantasy football, but not as seriously. You know, what I mean, it's just kind of a bit of fun. So it's good to get a little breather. It's nice when you don't have to take it so seriously. You know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, <laughs> it just kind of reminds me of the old days when you know when I first started playing, and it was like just so enjoyable, and you know it wasn't as kind of mainstream <laughs> as it is now. So yeah. That's one thing about when your when your account blows up is uh, suddenly suddenly it becomes very serious. You can't really do it just for fun anymore. Exactly, man. And, and especially <laughs> when you when you, especially when you start, um, you know, doing like you know writing and kind of um, for, with myself, you know, kind of making a bit of a career out of it. Like, you know, in terms of like um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much doing the fancy both part time now, so it's it's pretty much part of my job. So yeah, it's it's totally different now. Sure, it's a lot more pressure. Um, probably less fun, but I mean, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way because, like, it's, I'm I'm doing something that I love. Um, you know, of course, to do with football. So, yeah, it's great. That's that's awesome. Well, let's say hey to Jeannie quick. Uh, Jeannie, how how are things been going for you? I know you've been working out a little bit and potentially re-injured yourself, but we can maybe save that for another day. But how are your how are your Euro is your Euro experience going? Um, and then just kind of give us a, give us a how you're doing. Uh, honestly, same as Abdul. Yesterday's games were probably the best of the tournament. Amazing. Um, honestly, I'm sad to see Pogba go out just because big fan. But 
today was big for England. I've always been loving the England Instagram memes, which is where I became an England fan. <laughs> all the it's coming home. Uh, but it was good to see good performance by like guys like you know Luke Shaw, uh, who everyone knows that I'm a huge fan of. Even Jordan Pickford stepping up, Kyle Walker, just uh, players that we've all watched over the last couple of years. Seeing them finally do it at a big tournament against a big team is uh, pretty exciting to see. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. So Abdul Genie is a massive United fan. Do you have an allegiance in the Premier League? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a, a Manchester United fan as well. Okay, um, oh, you, you, probably, you probably find that <laughs> you probably find that surprising uh, since my, my username is FPL Salah. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a Manchester United fan. So explain the username for us. Yeah, so this is a bit of a. Obviously, a lot of people ask me this. Um, <laughs> the, the reason why I've got Salah as my um, my kind of like you know why I'm kind of repping him, as you could say, is. Um, Firstly, it's like the Egyptian Salah. It's not the Liverpool Salah. If you like, because if you look at my display picture, it's he's got his Egypt top, sure. Egypt top on. So, <laughs> but the, the reason for that was because honestly, like when when he first came to the Premier League and he had that great season, um, you know, he 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 really kind of shed a positive light um, as a Muslim and gave you know Islam a really kind of positive name. And just kind of growing up um, as a Muslim, um, you know, kind of experiencing nine eleven and, and things like that, mm. um, you know, we we get a lot of bad press, and uh, you know, mostly in the media when when you're talking about Islam, it's you know it's negative, and mm. you know, um, so you know, I've kind of grown up, I've kind of gone through that, but you know, then this kind of uh, you know football player comes along, and you know, he's when he scores, he kind of you know he he buys he bows down to God. And uh, you know that kind of captivated people, and even Liverpool fans were think were you know were singing his name and you know singing things like you know if, if he scores again I'll become Muslim you know like little kind of fun little um, <laughs> songs they were making about him. Sure. And you know just through kind of being a good footballer and and scoring and being a good role model, he you know he shed a positive light uh, on Islam and kind of you know and I'm sure he changed a lot of people's pers- you know perception uh, perception of of this of my religion mm. and i really i really appreciated that and i really liked that and it's it's kind of first time in my in my kind of lifetime where um you know there's been a sportsman like that that you know kind of um you know cap, you know like a muslim sportsman who captivated uh, you know so many people and you know bought a positive light um you know to, to my faith so um mm. yeah so it, it you, you probably wasn't weren't expecting such a deep answer but i love um, it yeah that, that's the reason why um you know i love i love him and um and i think kind of these things kind of supersede football sometimes because i know obviously I'm, I'm a manchester united fan and he plays for liverpool but you know th- some things are, are bigger than football agreed no absolutely and i think it's mm-hmm. it's really insightful what you said about um the negative press i mean i'm just curious you know i don't want to get super political on an fpl show here but um at the same time do you think that's changing a little bit with um even look at like the news coverage of um palestine uh you know in in recent days even coming out of the u.s uh a little bit more sympathetic to to kind of some of the plights of of the palestinian people definitely um i I have noticed that this time um i mean usually when uh, you know the, the the talk about the Palestine and uh, Israel. I mean, they call it a conflict, but obviously we, we, we know it's, it's not really a conflict. It's like one side kind of bombarding the other. But yeah, it's usually like a lot a lot of bias towards you know in Israel's favour. But this time, yeah, you're definitely right. They, they've they have shown a you know a lot more balanced approach, and um, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure why. But um, yeah, hmm. I mean, this time it has been a lot more balanced, and um, yeah, I, I just think you know kind of with that and going back to football I mean we see a lot of I mean you probably know uh, Habib uh, Nurmagomedov as well who's the UFC fighter I mean he's another one who's um, you know like a, a big Muslim name and, and I think you know having these types of, of people in you know like a, such a large spotlight is good because it, it changes people's perceptions and you know it makes them think um, you know and kind of question their uh, original thoughts about something that they might not uh, you know that they have like a wrong perception of you know something that they've like something that maybe they've only heard about in the news so that's what they think it is but absolutely it's not really yeah no I, absolutely yeah that's 100 percent. i mean that's been happening i think since even like you could look back at muhammad ali even though that was a bit of an unconventional uh route to mm-hmm. to islam you know but um and, and certainly probably a different a different i don't know iteration of of islam than is, is practiced normally but 
yeah. but still, yeah, very interesting the the development of that and the acceptance. I think now, hopefully, yeah, no, hopefully. I mean, it's 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 not where it should be, but it is getting better. So I mean, always kind of look at the positives. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, no, that's great. I, I didn't expect that kind of yeah. depth of an answer, but um, that's yeah. that's really cool to know that behind the username, there's there's something like that, a story like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. So, yeah. do you, do you share uh, Egyptian heritage then with? No, with I don't actually. Okay, I'm actually I'm actually um, I'm, I'm I'm Pakistani, um, but I was I was born and raised in Scotland. So my dad came here when he was you know in his early teens, and has been here since. Got it. Cause I, yeah, because I know Genie is, uh, at least has Egyptian heritage, and so he has to at least partially root for Salah, even though it, uh, it hurts him sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so give us a little bit more insight just into um, like, like how, you, how you came up, how you started, um, where'd you come from, what's your, what's your story, and, and then what's, give us your like, FPL uh, development story, like your, your, um, your origin story as a hero. <laughs> yeah, well, um, well, I first started playing FPL about fourteen years ago. I mean, um, m- my friends invited me to their mini league. I'd never heard of it before. Um, I remember, like in, in in that season, I joined in game week two, so um, I was like, you know, one week behind the rest of them, and I still end up winning the league. And uh, <laughs> you know, then obviously when when you're kind of with with your mates, you know, you you have the bit of banter, you give them a lot of stick, etc. Of course, and uh, you know, and then um, and it was it was it was just pretty much from that, I just got totally hooked. And then uh, then they were like, oh yeah, you know, next season, you know, they were kind of giving me stick back, saying it was just a fluke. We'll see you next season, and the next season I played, and it was the second season which you know I got totally totally kind of engrossed in it, and I, you know started going on the websites and. You know, like searching for you know fantasy football tips and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, that's where that's where it all started really, and then it's just kind of grown from there. Mm. Yeah, that's and it and it certainly has grown from there for you. Um, so how did you how did you get into the more kind of like uh, the the more advice giving sort of writing aspect of it? Uh, yeah, that only started about uh, about a year and a half ago. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, before that, I just, I'd made my Twitter account uh, because, like, you know. I kind of got bored of websites, you know, the kind of, you know, like everyone started going on Twitter and then the discussions where the Twitter accounts were growing and there was a lot, you know, high, better quality discussions on Twitter, you know, regarding fans football. So I'd made a Twitter account and then I started doing obviously the, the clean sheet odds and, you know, the, the the goal scorer stuff and, you know, in relation to FPL. And then the account just started growing and um, I got contacted by, um, by Will, who's the CEO of Fans Football Hub asked me if I wanted to write for them and then yeah I just started from there and started writing like slowly you know um you know maybe like one article a month or something and just kind of grown and grown from there and I'm I'm, and I'm, I'm pretty much doing it as you know like as a part-time job at the moment right and I mean now it looks like you're writing a ton I mean you've got you've got articles articles coming out all the time just scrolling through your feed um yeah you know uh top value players and then you know top um basically like you know your your best players you know if you're gonna splash some cash on some players like the top ones you can get for that you go you go through midfielders you go through defenders you go through forwards like you've got you've got a lot of work on there now yeah i, I mean r- right now it's it's a lot more than um b- because it's pre-season i mean i mean this is like the busiest time of the year um if, if you're a content creator whether you're you're doing podcasts or whether you know you're writing um you know because you're, you're doing all like the the, the build-up um, once the season starts, um, it's it calms down a little bit, not not too much, but you know just just a bit. Um, I'm, I'm, and then last season I was doing about two articles a week, um, and this season um, I'll see I'll probably be doing the same, maybe like two or three. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's something that I kind of do in the evening, and it's um, you know when the kids are in bed. Yeah. So it's yeah. Um, it's not too strenuous. I mean, it it can be time consuming though, you know. Like we um, we have our website, the Draft Society, um, and uh, Jeannie writes on there. Uh, our our friend Toddy, Ryan, uh, the FF chaps. Like, there's a whole bunch of people who write on on the site, but it's still it's it takes time and it takes somebody to edit it. And I mean, it really does. It ends up being a pretty time consuming process, even though you started it just kind of as something to do for fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, it definitely is time consuming, but I mean. Uh, I don't know, like it's it just 
I mean, when you, I think I guess when you do something you enjoy, um, you you kind of like. I mean, I mean, the time passes quicker, and you don't really, you know, you don't. It's, it's like with my kind of full time job, it's it's a job. You know what I mean? It's like kind of it pays the bills, um, and it's something that's you know I don't hate it, but it's it's not something that I I love and I'm passionate about. Whereas with football, I am. So it's a lot easier to kind of consume your time and you know spend time on something yep. that you love. No, I hundred percent. Yeah, I hundred percent get that. Um, okay, well, so I want to just kind of focus the the conversation. So you know that we basically kind of focus on um, the draft format, right? Uh, basically looking at um, you know values, just like you would in terms of price, you know, price points for different players. But we would yeah. look at it in terms of like where would you take them in the draft. So. What I'm going to try to focus on and what we're going to try to do here in a second, and I'm going to hand it over to Jeannie in a moment. Just he, I know he's has some questions for you, but um, we're going to try to, or at least I'm going to try to sort of frame the conversation in a way that not only can be applicable to draft, but also to FPL. Um, and we'll see how well we can do this, but this is my goal. Um, so we might talk about different players that might be undervalued going into the season or different players who might be busts going into the season, things like that. Uh, and and I'm just going to try to for, sort of, um, I guess, focus it um, in, in a way that it can it can be applicable applicable mm-hmm. to both platforms. So that's yeah. my goal. We'll see if we can do it, but that's my goal. Yeah, cool. cool. <laughs> and from what I understand, you're going to be potentially playing draft as soon as next season. Yeah, yeah, I will be. I mean, I'll, I'll be playing fan trucks. Um, um, definitely, definitely be playing fan trucks next season. So, I yeah. love it. Um, so yeah, just uh, keep an eye out. Um, <laughs> potentially big things planned <laughs> oh it's fantastic that's great that's great oh yeah. we're happy to have you man all right genie take it away man i'm gonna hand it over to you i know you have some questions for abdul yeah um honestly the biggest one has to be about your clean sheet and attacking odds that you make uh personally i use the clean sheet odds almost every week when uh, i'm looking to stream defenders so in fan tracks we look uh you could pick up guys off the waiver wire and free agency i guess that's kind of different to fpl where you got to waste kind of free transfers on them but mm-hmm. you know if i see you have crystal palace having higher odds than say southampton i may drop like ryan bertrand and go pick up gary cahill for that clean sheet so i'm just kind of curious like how you gather that information and you know how reliable it is and whether or not you actually use it yourself yeah well f- firstly the, the the clean sheet odds um i use are from the bookmakers right so obviously with the bookies i mean you you, you will not get more um, accurate information like that's so kind of freely available anywhere else. Um, so I mean, I mean, I mean, there's a reason why they say the house always wins because yeah. you know, it's because they, they do. And uh, these guys have like you know teams of analysts, you know, kind of studying these fixtures and they, you know the way they come up. I mean, the, the percentage are slightly skewed by the amount of people who bet on them, but it's only like about one or two percent. But you know, most of the the actual predictions are done you know through analysis. So, firstly, it's a very accurate um, prediction that they're giving you. And just like yourself, Jeannie, I, I primarily use the clean sheet odds, um, you know, when I'm setting up my team. Um, you know, because then, you know, a lot of the times there's, you know, like, you, there's, you've got, like, for example, uh, you, you've got a Crystal Palace defender and a, and a Brighton defender, and, you, you know, it's, they've both got similar fixtures. So, the best thing to do is be look at look at the clean sheet odds and then kind of you know pick the one who who has a, you know who has the highest chance of keeping a clean sheet. So it's, it's for, for me I used the, the clean sheet odds as a kind of basis and the and anytime scorer odds as a basis um, you know just you know, to start the analysis on my team. It's not something that I really primarily use to kind of um, you know transfer you know like make transfers or you know make those kind of big decisions. But right. It's, um, it's just a, a good basis to start your game week analysis. Uh, you know, like you know what which uh, which players to target. Uh, you know who's the best captain option, uh, and you know who are the best defenders basically. So that's that's why I primarily use it for. And that that's that's how I would um, kind of encourage others to look at it as well. Um, I would encourage people to kind of look at the you know the anytime score rods and just bring in the highest you know the guy that's top of the list because you know it could be. It could be. I mean, next next week they could have like you know the hardest fixture of the season, for example. So, it's something um, that you, that is handy to look at to start your game week planning. Um, that's what I would say. Yeah, um, I kind of see where you're going from there. So, 
I know in like OFPL, I guess this could be related. So, you know, Fantrax, we got the draft at the beginning of the season, the OFPL, you got to, you know, set your team. Do these odds, like, let's say, for example, you see Brighton, they have like a, you know, decent fixture, but in the first week, they're like top five and clean sheet odds. Are you going to be purposely starting your season off with a lot of Brighton players? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've looked at the fixtures. I mean, Brighton have got good fixtures. Uh, Liverpool have got good fixtures. Um, even um, Leeds, uh, you know, they've got kind of some good defensive fixtures in there. So, yeah, d- definitely. I mean, I, I, I don't know with fan tracks, uh, when you're playing the um, the kind of like the league long games, you, you probably ha- you probably look at, um, you know, your, your game weeks, you probably kind of plan further ahead. Uh, with with the with the FPL, I, I kind of tr- plan say around about five to six game weeks in advance. Mm. Um, I imagine, for, uh, you know, for a for the draft cell mm. game, it might be a bit longer uh, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, I think it's quite similar in that sense where you, you you don't you don't just plan for the next game week. You plan, f- you know, uh, for at least kind of like you know five or six, especially for defenders. Uh, you know, you'd pro- you probably plan a bit longer. Yeah, um, for us, uh, I guess maybe this is some good advice for all Fantrax listeners yeah. now. So um, usually like the first, you know, six, seven rounds of a draft, you're picking up the guys, your superstars, you know, you're not going to pass on Salah because he has Manchester City in the first week or something like that. But then mm. once you get into the later rounds, it's like the guys that you want to use for the first four to five weeks, then you could just drop them or trade them away, I guess, if they do really well. So that's, I guess, where the similarities come and where uh, your insights might actually be very helpful to a lot of Fantrax people. You know, those first five, six game weeks, um, who, where should I be targeting players from? Like, should I be looking for a mini Brighton stack? Should I just completely avoid Southampton and their mid-tier players? Um, that's kind of where it, I say the overlap is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, th- I think definitely targeting early, early good fixtures um, is key. Um, you know, getting off to a good start, I think, is key in in any in any format of the game, and uh, you know, just targeting those like for six seven fixtures. Um, you know, like just just for example, I mean Southampton. You know, they had a they had a quite a poor season last season, but I mean, they they still got they they still have had a decent team with you know decent players. They've got Danny Ings, you know, Che Adams. They've got you know a decent defense. So yeah, I mean, but, but exactly as you said with them, I mean, if you look at their starting fixtures, you, you, I would I would highly recommend you know not picking any of their players, whereas um, yeah. you know just obviously <laughs> start uh, you know when, once their fixtures pick up, uh, then it's probably one to look at then. Yeah, so like how that would apply for Fantrax, I guess, is like you know Ward Prowse, Ings, Jay Adams. You're still gonna draft those guys where you would, but then you might avoid guys like Bednarak and Vestergaard, and uh, maybe you take Redmond a lot later, or you know some other random Southampton punch. You'd kind of avoid those ones, um, mm-hmm. and I guess that could kind of lead us into the how Joe wants to steer the conversation into your thoughts going into next season about certain players and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, just to kind of put a bow on that. So, basically, Abdul, like, we have it both ways, you could say, almost, right? Like, like Jeannie sort of mentioned, if you draft Salah, he's on your team for the season. Unless you trade him yeah. away, you're never dropping him. Like, that, that's impossible. Um, so, if you draft Harry Kane, he's on your team for the season. Like, that, that's, yeah. the long, that's the long haul right there. That's your first round pick. Boom. It's done. But normally, we'll have, like, one to two roster spots that... Um, Jeannie mentioned streamers earlier and basically what that means is like you can literally just pick up any player who is not owned by by a team and you can slot him in for that for that week so um, you are going to see a lot of like players like especially defenders from kind of these lower tiered teams um, who are available on weeks when maybe they have good matchups or their clean sheet odds are high and so this is when your you know analysis or even just looking at the bookie odds like you said is particularly helpful um Mm -hmm. and it's funny you mentioned the bookie odds because i don't think that many people actually use that when they uh when they prep for game weeks although i think more people probably should yeah as i said i think it's a really good uh, starting point um whether you you know what it doesn't matter what kind of format you're playing it's a really good starting point um you know start your game week analysis and you know, just kind of give you a good idea of what which players you kind of want to uh, want to play in your team, or or if you're playing draft, you know which ones you can potentially draft in. 
Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely recommend if anybody uh, doesn't kind of do it, it, it you know, I think it'd be helpful for them um, and kind of improve their game if they did. I like it. Well, mm-hmm. let's start here, my friend. Let's let's talk about you know, high price point players, or for us, you know, players that are going high in the draft. Um, are there any of them that you're shying away from? You kind of think that maybe they're going to have a flop this year. They're going to be a dud. Um, you know, I think, I, th- I think some players which were quite popular uh, last season, like for, for example, I think Gundogan had like a, a breakthrough th- season mm. last year. And I, and, I, and I think, I think with KDB back, um, you know, injury free now I mean I, I don't know I, th- I think um, he's probably top of my list for I think one of the players who I, I guess will be quite popular because he'd he done so well last season but I don't think he'll do as well this season um, I could not one. agree more I yeah, I, yeah. And, and historically he has not been anything to write home about in terms of fantasy um, no. and it just it just seems like such an anomaly that one year doesn't it yeah, I mean, I think a lot of his goals were were down to his. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't think it was like you know his goals were pure luck because obviously the stats. If you looked at his stats during the season, he was putting up really, really good numbers. Uh, it was just the fact that there was a, a change of role uh, for him, which uh, which Pep was allowing him to attack more and get into the box more. But the, the thing is, I don't think that'll be the case this season with you know with a kind of fully fit team. I think that kind of. Uh, that that really happened when KDB got injured, and you know it was just kind of kind of circumstances which led to that. Um, but so and I don't I don't and I don't think it'd be be wise to kind of relying on on those same circumstances again because you know it's a totally different season and yeah. you know a lot of the players who were injured uh, last season are back now. So yeah, he's he's definitely one that I think that um, a lot of people will flock to, but uh, one I don't see doing very well. Yeah, good God, if, especially if, if they bring if in Grealish. Was. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you could probably see the same for the rest of the city players. I mean, right. they're all great players, <laughs> but it's just, it's just a you know, pepperlet, isn't it? It's just you don't you don't know who he's going to play. What a nightmare! Um, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, any other big names? Yeah, I think another one I thought was uh, Jamie Vardy. Um, I think he's kind of uh, he's 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 probably been priced quite high in the draft game, I imagine, but he's he's came in at like ten point five. In the FPL game, which is quite expensive, I think. Um, I just think he's kind of getting to the end of his career. I think you kind of saw last season he, he's he's slowing down a bit. Um, again, I think he he might be one where people are kind of living on past, you know, his kind of past performances. Um, and yeah, I don't see him having um, a good a good season as as his previous. I think he'll be another one that kind of doesn't match or doesn't live up to his kind of price point value. Mm, I know, I can see that for sure. Uh, yeah, he'll probably be a second round pick in most leagues. Um, you know, if you have, you know, 10 teams or 12 teams in your league, he's probably going to end up being your second, maybe early third round pick. I don't know, Jeannie, where do you think he, that Vardy goes in the uh, in the drafts? Yeah, he's a tough one because you have some guys who are big, big Vardy fans. They're going to want them in the early second. But then uh, there's going to be a lot of people who are afraid of him this year. Um, how old is he turning again? What, 34? Um, 34, 35, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so he's yeah. getting up there. Um, his injuries, it's, it's you know, they're minor, but they're more and more different ones starting to creep up. So mm. it's just that's more concerning. And there's obviously big rumors of some big name strikers coming in mm-hmm. a bit younger but so it seems this could kind of be you know we're going to slowly push him out maybe we'll play him more in europa um who knows he could still get 38 starts and i wouldn't be surprised or right. he could get like 16 starts and i wouldn't be surprised yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I guess with the with the draft game obviously um looking at injuries is a is a, is a lot more important than it is for yeah. fpl isn't it because we can just easily transfer the players out Whereas with you guys, if, if a player's injured for, say, two or three games, you might have to just kind of keep him. Exactly. Uh, if he's a good pick, yeah. Yep, yep. You're yeah, not going to drop Jamie Vardy ever, right? So he's just going to sit yeah. on your bench. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then the injury-prone players, they get, you know, a bit of a, a hit during the preseason rankings, like, mm-hmm. uh, top of my head. I guess, like, Harry Kane, you know, he has that yearly ankle injury and, you yeah. know, maybe... De Bruyne if, as well, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
um, and players like Bruno, you know, maybe on a points per match basis, Kane, Mane, so like players like that will be better than him, but um, he's going to play 38 games unless his legs like shattered um, <laughs> yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll play through everything yes <laughs> yes so those correct. guys get a huge bump mm, interesting i will say um just keep in mind i you know i talked to to sam martin um you know kind of leicester city insider uh about a week ago on a different podcast and listeners can mm. go check that out if they want to but um he gave some amazing information about uh, about leicester and he is firmly in the camp that vardy and Nacho are both going to be starting and that uh, Daka, when he comes in, it looks like he's signing, but when he comes in, that he's going to be just like a super sub, which okay, potentially well. that keeps Vardy healthier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, who I mean, knows? Uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, Sam Martin is like the kind of in, in the no guy for, for Leicester, so when he says something about Leicester, it's probably going to happen. <laughs> well, that's quite, quite exciting news. It's quite exciting news that they're bringing in Daka. Yeah, definitely, definitely. No, it was, it was an awesome conversation. Sam's a great dude. Um, but okay, let's let's continue on here. I wanna I wanna hear about some potentially for you value players or um, maybe for us underrated players or late in the draft. We sometimes call them like lottery tickets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, see, th- th- there's a few that, that, that I thought of. I mean, because because I've been uh, writing my articles, um, you know, for for Fantasy Football Hub, I've been looking at the kind of mid-priced uh, midfielders, and th- there seems to be a lot of options uh, this season in that category. Uh, one guy who I'm quite excited about is um, the boy from um, Brentford, uh, Mbembo. Mm. I think that's I think that's how you pronounce it. But uh, he got eight goals and ten assists last season, um, and he, you know he's he's quite young. He's only like 21 years old, and he seems like a really kind of hot prospect. And um, Bright, uh, sorry, Brentford actually scored the most goals in the championship yesterday uh, last season. Uh, so they scored 79 goals. Um, they finished second, but they still scored the, the most goals. So they seem like an, a kind of an exciting attacking team. Um, so he's one uh, which I think would, would probably be. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine he'd he'd be you know quite cheaply priced in, in in the draft game, and I think he's one that could potentially be you know one of those uh, lottery tickets, as you say. Um, and obviously his teammate Tony as well. I think a lot of people would probably be aware of him because you know he scored thirty one goals last season. But you know he's another one that would probably come in nicely priced. He's only like six point five in the FPL game, so he's going to be highly picked. I was going to um, say, yeah. do you think he's going to be on on a majority of teams? I, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I think with um, I mean, I mean in the FPL with, with the with the new players coming in, like you know the, the cheap strikers are uh, are generally quite popular. So. Uh, yeah, I, I see him being in in quite a few teams um, for for FPL. Um, I don't know how it is with the draft game. Do you think he'll be in a lot of draft teams as well? Oh, he'll be drafted in 100% of leagues for sure. Yeah, um, it yeah. just depends on where he goes. You know, some people are going to take him way too early. Some people are going to mm. take him third round or something. You know, which is which is kind of ridiculous because um, that would that would put him in the top you know 36 players, which that just doesn't that just doesn't probably yeah. calculate. Although you never know. You never know. Yeah. But I mean, the, the fixtures are really quite difficult to start with. So, I mean, it's, right. it's maybe one to kind of look at maybe further down the line. Uh, you know, once we get, we probably have a better idea of how, how Brentford are doing as well, you know, if they're playing well. I mean, remember Norwich, Norwich coming up um, in the 2019-20 season. I mean, they had a really difficult start, but, you know, they I think they scored nine goals in the first five games. They beat Manchester City 3-2. So I mean, sometimes these small teams come up with that kind of, you know, the, the kind of adrenaline rush, um, and they do well regardless. But yeah, he's still a risk. I mean, I, I don't think I would, um, I would pick him at the start of the season. Um, but another player which I'm really excited about, who I think will do really well, is uh, Buendia, who's gone to Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So he's he is a really really top player. He he got 15 goals and 17 assists last season in the championship. Um, he he played he played with Norwich in the 2019-20 season as well, um, and he picked up something like four goals and seven assists. Which you know for playing with such a poor team, uh, who scored like the least goals in the league, you know that's still some decent returns. Yeah. Um, now he's going to Aston Villa. I mean, I I, I think, um, I mean this I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think he's gone there because Grealish is going to City. So he, if Grealish does go to City, I think that makes him an even better option because uh, he will be like the main playmaker now. Uh, he'll be on like majority set pieces and corners as well. So he's potentially a really, really good option. 
um, and, and potentially one uh, that's probably worth kind of risking from the start. Uh, yeah, from he, the, the budget options. Absolutely, he and even though they have, they do have a tough schedule, don't they? They have a really tough fixture list, as far as I remember. Norwich, don't they? Or, I'm sorry, he's on Aston Villa now. That's okay, Aston right? Villa, yeah, yeah. So um, Aston Villa, their first three games are like probably the best. Um, they've got Watford, Newcastle, and Brentford in their. First oh, nice. Three. Okay, okay, perfect. So, yeah, perfect. So yeah, it's another reason why he's like a, probably a really good pick to start with. So what I, what I was going to say is he is actually a, a draft darling. Um, he is. Oh, is he? oh yeah, he's because because we score for more things than uh, just the assists and the goals. Um, course, he yeah. he's a key pass machine. Like I mean, he's just he's absolutely incredible. His his counting stats on the field um, and the, the things that he does to just pick up points everywhere over, across the pitch. It's it's incredible. So he's okay, he well. is one of probably the the most anticipated players this season. I would say in the draft game. <laughs> All right, so he's he's already a popular pick among the draft community. Then I take. I I bet he'll be a yeah. second round pick probably. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, he's he's right. definitely going to be popular for sure. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but, I, I don't think he'll be as popular in, in FPL. No. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that I mean, I th- it's really interesting like how how um how different um you know certain players um will will be like you know so. You know, like differently selected, uh, you know, from the draft and the FPL game. Just, just as you say with Buendia, I think, um, you know, he he probably won't. I guess he'll be maybe like ten percent owned or something, mm. uh, maximum. But um, yeah, with the draft system, he's the second round pick, as you say. So that's yeah, that's that's that. really funny. Yeah, because mm. he he will be on one hundred percent of of leagues. I I promise you, um, yeah. which is that's really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's going to be cool to know though because I mean just for you to sort of be able to maybe take this season to kind of look at the discrepancy between the two formats and just kind of see um, yeah. because definitely a knowledge of you know uh, let's call them depth charts um, or how you know how teams line up and and who slots in if somebody misses out mm. um, these are all things that like are v- like very valuable uh, for you to know like when you're when you're going into mm. a draft season. So it, yeah. I think it rewards people who who definitely know about the rosters on the teams, and I mean, you can get it really nerdy with it, but at the same time, you can also just come with a cursory knowledge and and do your best and try yeah. to make good pickups. Yeah, no, you know, I'm actually quite excited about uh, playing draft this season. Um, <laughs> it'll be my first time playing a, a proper draft game because I I, I I have played the draft game in the FPL game, but that's just, it's, it's not. Like um, I mean, it's just like FPL really, but um, you know, it's it's not like a proper draft game where you get points for you know key passes and right. tackles and right. shots on target. So I'm I'm really I mean I, th- I think with a draft game you have to look at it completely differently um, in terms of you know your player picks. So uh, yeah, I'm just going to be really exciting to see you know how I get on with it really um, as a rookie in my first season. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be curious to hear about what your your kind of takeaways are, um, and once you know a little bit more about it and you're more seasoned, if there are any overlaps, any more overlaps that you're seeing, or if it if it indeed is you know kind of like a different animal entirely. Yeah, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of I think there will be a lot of overlaps, but at the same time there'll be a lot of things which are um, you know total anomalies as well. Um, just with the Buendia pick, as, as you said there. Um, so yeah, it's. I think it's going to be. I think it's something that you kind of need to, if you, you know, kind of definitely look at this game a bit more differently than you would um, FPL or any other type of format. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, for exciting, sure. Exciting news. Well, let's see. Okay, here's here's one that uh, I think both formats value, uh, though you probably won't maybe have any of these players in your let's say draft um which is something we always run into because they call when when you set your first lineup in 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 fpl they call it a draft team which we always run into like the confusion online because we used to do like hashtag fpl draft but then people always use that same hashtag to put out a draft version of their team anyway that's all nerd stuff but um (laughs) my so my question is it's probably not going to be in your draft team or in your like game week one team but um what are some candidates this year that you think might like have their breakout year might take that next step and actually like move it into like the elite levels Mm -hmm. i think um i mean i mean one guy i've 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 kind of thought about that. I mean, even last season when he was doing so poorly with Timo Werner, I just thought, you know, he came in with such a kind of big, um, you know, reputation 
and he, I mean he was he was pretty much a flop, uh, you know, in comparison to what we all thought he would be. But I really think he will come good, and um, yeah. So I mean, he's potentially one, uh, you know, Timo Werner, which might have his breakthrough season. I mean. I mean, we've seen it with other top players as well. You know, they've done it in all the other leagues, but they come into the Premier League and right. their first season is really difficult. But then the second season, you know, they do a lot better. So I think he's definitely potentially one. Uh, you know, which I mean, I'm not. I don't think I'm brave enough to start with him. Oh, um, I know. He, <laughs> he he will be one I'm keep, keeping an eye on. Uh, I think Timo Werner could have a great season. I mean, Chelsea are a are a great team. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for, no, absolutely. Attacking, so he will get plenty of chances. It's just about whether he actually puts them away this time. You know, I worry about though is like he's sort of continued this poor run of form into the Euros, and so it's yeah. like mm-hmm. I just don't know what to make of the man. Like it just seems like his shooting boots are almost just permanently lost. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean historically he's he's a volume striker. So if you looked at if you look at his stats when he was you know playing for Leipzig and you know in in the German league, he he was one of those strikers where he he got a lot of chances. He missed a lot of chances, but he also scored a lot. You know, a bit like Mohamed Salah. You know, he he can be quite a frustrating player, even though he scores like you know twenty plus goals a season. Right, right. He he does miss a lot of easy chances, and when you're watching him play, um, you know that that kind of opinion could get exaggerated a bit, you know, um, the fact that, you know, he's a poor finisher, but if you actually look at the stats, you know, the conversion rate, uh, you know, you'd see Salah's got quite a good conversion rate, actually. Um, yeah, so with Timo Werner, it's quite similar. I, I don't think he was getting as much chances as he was, um, you know, in Germany. Um, that could change this season. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think if he, if he keeps getting the chances, uh, which I think he will at Chelsea now, because, you know, it's second season of Tuchel, uh, you know, Ziyech is another player who, you know, who, who I, th- I think potentially uh, didn't have the best first season, but he's another uh, breakthrough player, which, uh, you know, he definitely has the, the ability, uh, you know, to be great FPL, you know, a great fantasy asset. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's got a lot of, he's got players there who can provide a great service. So he's got the players there who can feed him the balls. So, yeah, I think he he's one to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with that. I know that Jeannie has uh, an affinity for some of these Chelsea players as well. Um, Jeannie, do you have any other uh, questions for Abdul, or do you want to kind of like chip in with any of your potential breakouts? Yeah, um, I do like the Warner show, to be honest. Like you said, I was thinking along the same lines of just volume. Like uh, He's bound to just go on a run at some point. Like You think if the guy's... You know, playing pro soccer like this, um, but who knows? Uh, I, I I'm not too sure about the Ziyech one actually because I did hear a lot of rumors that he might be leaving. Um, so that's the only doubt I have. If he gets the time um, in the draft game, he's very good because even if he drops like a zero out of ten performance, he'll get you like eight nine points just because he will send in a cross, you know, and get that key pass, or uh, he makes quite a few interceptions actually um just stuff like that um one of the breakout players i've actually been looking at is um doherty i don't know if um abdul feels like this might be his time again um i know in ofpl he was big when he was on wolves same as in (laughs) fan tracks you know but uh, i mean who knows who's gonna be the spurs manager but if they (laughs) yeah <laughs> if they don't buy another right back and Aurier is gone, it could be, you know, some sort of revival for him. Yeah, I, th- I think Dot is a good show actually. It's um, interesting. Uh, yeah, because it, it, it does, as you said, totally depends on the manager. Um, and yeah, if if you know they don't, if Aurier does go, then he's and then they don't sign anybody else, and he's pretty much nailed. And he, he's he's not a great defender, but we we I mean we don't you're kind of we don't care about that because he does get a lot of attacking returns <laughs> yeah and as, as, you, as you said um for wheels he was just like a you know a total darling and you know one of the, one of the best 4.5 um million defenders in fpl history uh, potentially but yeah it's, it's an interesting show um i guess one more is as a united fan um obviously sancho you probably are keeping tabs on that it's pretty pretty oh, close definitely. Definitely. uh what, what do you make of uh him coming in and i guess like What's your thoughts on him versus Rashford, and who you'd prefer this year? Well, that is that is a good question. Mm. 
you know, it's, it's, if you look at Sancho's uh, career stats, you know, if you look at his, I don't know if you guys uh, look much at expected goals and expected assist stats, but uh, I, I I look at that, um, you know, quite a lot. It's one of my primary sources of information when I, um, you know, when I'm looking at making transfers and which players to bring in. And if you look at his career stats, uh, Sancho is like at an elite level. Um, but the thing is, um, it. it I mean, I mean, obviously, ability-wise, he's. I think he's miles ahead of Rashford. Um, but obviously, with with the fantasy games, it's not about. It's not always about ability. It's about how good they are, you know, in terms of how many points they pick up. Sure. And um, yeah, so that might. Um, it's just too hard to tell because we don't know, you know, what what position he's going to play him, or you know, uh, you know how he's going to kind of fit into the team. Um, he, he is a great player. But as as we saw with with, with, with we were just talking about there Werner he's he's a great player as well but he he couldn't adapt in his first season so yeah it's it's a tough one I mean if he if he comes to United he's a player that um, you know I would potentially take a risk on uh, just because he's so good um, even though he does come with that risk of obviously you know his first ever PL season but um, yeah comp- comparing him with Rashford it's a tough one I, 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 it just really depends how he's priced. Um, if he's, you know, I just I think that's what that what ultimately would come down to how he's priced and how he compares value wise. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I just wonder, like, if I mean, and I suppose I'm talking to two of the best people to maybe answer this, but like, uh, if he does come in, then what do you make of the Greenwood slash Cavani conundrum um, at center forward? Hmm. Yes, he's. That's the thing. That's another probably reason to kind of avoid the strikers because they'll probably just share the minutes. Um, I mean, Cavani is at. I think he's what maybe like what thirty six now. Um, so he's he's not gonna play every game, and they've got Martial right. there as well, and then obviously Greenwood who had a great end to the season. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty with the kind of United attack. Um, I think the only kind of really nailed nailed one is 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 Bruno, who's a viable um, fantasy pick. Um, but I, I guess for draft, um, you know, there, there's other ones. But um, yeah, I think it's just a lot of uncertainty there in the United. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what uh, Genie thinks. Yeah, um, my take was going to be like Martial is strictly for some throwaway games, the Champions League games, stuff like that. Um, who starts between Cavani and Greenwood is literally a coin flip. Mm. And for, I guess for um, OFPL, it's not the biggest concern because, you know, if, let's say you bring in Cavani week one and then, you know, you could just do a quick swap to Greenwood. But in the draft game, it's like, okay, they're both going to go around similar rounds, I'd say, rounds like seven to nine in that range. But which one do you go for? Oh. Um, yeah. In terms of overall minutes, I could see Greenwood getting more, but I could see Cavani doing more with his minutes. That's <laughs> kind of where my head is at, just based on how Greenwood always just finishes a season strong, but then is really inconsistent throughout the year. Of course, yeah. Mm. Oh man, mm. I don't, I don't yeah. like I don't like that answer, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess with the draft game, is you probably look at expected minutes quite a bit don't you you think you need yeah. to look at yeah it's yeah it's, it's yeah. very rare that you would ever start somebody who doesn't actually start the match um which and you could you can swap them out you know up until kickoff and that's one of the things about uh fan oh, tracks wow. depending on how you set up your league uh, but how you set up you know your league and you can set switch out guys up until kickoff which um most most leagues do and really like but um there's other people who just you know set a deadline just like fpl just because they want to be able to just relax after that um, but yeah, regardless, you, you very rarely would ever start um, a sub. Although, ironically, Cavani seems like maybe one of the guys that you could do that with potentially. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's the master of that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. Go ahead. I guess I guess the other big question too comes, you know, whether or not United actually keep Pogba because if they don't, I feel all of these attackers just take a hit. Um, oh. I don't know if Abdul noticed that trend, but when he came from back from his injury in like November, when we went on that insane run that people mm-hmm. were saying, we're going to win the league, we're going to win the league. Um, <laughs> I think he was like almost <laughs> the key man in that. Like Bruno was getting his goals and assists, but Pogba was just making stuff happen. And then when he got injured again, 
um, we kind of just went on a terrible run. I think we lost to like Sheffield in that time and just games like that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think Pogba is like kind of grossly underrated. Um, he seems to get a lot of uh, a lot of criticism, um, you know, when he has a poor game, but you know, not enough praise when he when he does have a good game. Um, so yeah, I think he's a very important player for United, and it kind of goes to show how you know how true that is, you know, because of how hard Ole did, tried to keep him last season. Um, as far as keeping him this season, I, I think he will stay this season. Um, you know, I mean, I, I just don't see him going this season. I mean, maybe he will go. I think he, he, he's not going to be at United for long, but um, I think this season he's probably here to stay. Hmm. Yeah, that's good to hear as a big, big Pogba fan. But yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. you share that tweet earlier, Jeannie, that said, uh, you know, after this performance in uh, in the Euros, he's likely to head somewhere else. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it comes true. I, it, for some reason, for me. I just don't see a lot of huge deals actually happening this year. I, whether it's the Euros or whether it's you know the the residual effects of kind of COVID um, sucking out the money from from these clubs, like I I just don't know. I don't I don't see a lot of big transfers uh, actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah, possible uh, Sancho's the biggest one. Yeah, and I think I can agree with you because I've kind of heard. Um, you know, like news outlets stating the same thing that you know clubs aren't really in a position to be spending, you know, uh, as big as money as as they would have done, you know, pre-COVID. So yeah, I agree. I don't think there will be, um, you know, many big deals. And, and and if you're an agent and you're a player, you probably think the the same because, you know, this season because of the situation you might go for fifty million, but next season or the season after, you know, that right. could double. Uh, you know, when things kind of normalize a bit. So, yeah, I, I agree with your take. It's interesting. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. I guess we will see. Yeah. Well, Abdul, I mean, you've you've given us so much of your time already. We really appreciate it. I have one more one more question for you. I didn't really prep you for this, um, so I apologize. But just kind of off the cuff, um, <laughs> there was a conversation last year. Uh, and it was led largely actually by one of the, the members of the draft society, um, Luke Wilkins, um, who actually ran a study and he sent out like a questionnaire that made its way around not only the draft, uh, I guess, environment, but also the, the FPL world um, about mental health and uh, as it pertains to fantasy football um, and just also kind of mental health in general, dealing with uh, some of these, mm. these pastimes that we, that we play like, like FPL. Um, I know that a lot of people tend to get really serious about it, let it ruin their weekends or those kind of things. I guess my question for you is just kind of like, how do you maintain positivity and, and how do you um, ensure that your your mental health as you're playing this game that, as we mentioned, used to be, you know, just for fun and now it's gotten a little bit yeah. more serious. How do, you, yeah. how do you stay grounded? Yeah. yeah, you know, that's a really, really good question. I'm kind of glad you, you asked that because... Um, th- that's a question that was really big in the FPL community last season as well, because a lot of players, a lot of like fantasy managers, really took it hard. Uh, you know, because not only because of FPL, but the kind of combination of COVID and you know being in lockdown and things like that as well. So it kind of took an extra toll on them. Um, but yeah, I mean, w- with me, I mean, I-, I I used to let it really really bother me. Uh, you know, when I had a poor week. Um, you know, it kind of ruined my weekend. Yeah. But then, it, it kind of it's, it's got to a point now where, um, where really what, what I mean, what it comes down to is, as long as you make good decisions, as long as you make logical decisions, right? Um, that's all you could do, right? Um, so you can make a you know a great decision, but it has a bad outcome. You know, that's that's not your fault. Um, so. The way, the way I've kind of said to myself, as long as I'm making the right decisions, as long as I'm making logical decisions, um, you know, at the time, um, it doesn't matter, really matter what the outcome is. Because uh, o- over, like, you know, a longer period, um, you know, I will be successful, you know, if I'm making, you know, the decision based on numbers. Interesting. But it, it, might, it might not work, uh, you know, during a short period of time, because obviously with the luck factor. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's, since I've kind of had that, had that mindset of just making the right decision, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter about the outcome because you know you're not in control of that. The only thing you're in control of is you know what you can do pre pre deadline, and as long as you do that right, um, you shouldn't let it affect you. And I've only really kind of taken this kind of approach about two seasons ago because um, there was two seasons ago where I um, I had a 
the, the, it was the last game of the season um, where uh, you know I was ranked quite uh, high in a few leagues. I was around eight eight k, like you know top eight thousand. Sure. And I had a really poor final week, and I finished like twelve, you know, outside the top ten k. Oh. And I, and, I, and I lost um, you know a few mini leagues. So there was one mini league which you know you won a free holiday. Uh, it was a free to play oh, one. Oh no! And then I lost that. So that that really really kind of that really kind of that bothered me and you know really kind of um it was the worst i'd ever felt um you know in terms of you know regarding the fantasy football game and and usually when i have a bad week it's you know it's like you know you you kind of feel crap for the day and then the next day you're you're okay but this mm-hmm. kind of um you know around about a week you know i was kind of like you know really kind of peed off um so like you know from that season i just thought you know i i, I don't want to feel like that ever again um and I, you know, this is a game which I enjoy. I love. I shouldn't be feeling like that. So I kind of took this approach. And honestly, since I've I've done that, I've I've just been so much better. Like you know, kind of uh, mentally in, in that sense, where you know the bad weeks don't really bother me bother as me as much. And um, I kind of just you know kind of take it on the chin. And I know it's easier said than done, but um, it's just something that you have to just kind of keep telling yourself. No, that's a great point, and I I know exactly what you mean. You know, you can't fault yourself for not predicting you know neil maupai getting a brace <laughs> like yeah. nobody thought that that was going to happen so exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. that's yeah, that's so, fantastic yeah. yeah no it's just so i mean uh, i mean that, that, that's that's kind of advice i would give it to somebody it's just that you know yeah, yeah i mean i mean it's like it's a game there is skill involved in the game but there is a lot of luck you're not going to get every single decision right I mean that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even you know if you win the game, like if, in the FPL game, like there's 8.5 million players, for example, yeah. in that season. Yeah. Even if you end up winning that, even in that season, you'd you'd still make some bad decisions. You know, like some uh, good decisions which have a bad outcome. So you're never going to have a perfect season. So yeah, not worth stressing over. I completely agree, and that's I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we can. Um, those of us who have a voice in this in this space in this community, um, whether it's the draft or the FPL community or both, um, we try our best at the Draft Society to to really just push the positivity um, and the good vibes and um, using the the Twitterverse as something that is not toxic but instead is community building. Um, and I think that that's something that we need to go into this season, you know, really focused on. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, um, it's, it's the same in, in the FPL community. Um, you know, there's a majority of the, the accounts and people there are, are, are great. And, you know, they, you know, if anybody is kind of feeling a bit down, you know, they get a lot of support. And, you know, we, we all kind of know each other in, in the community as well. You know, everyone's kind of aware of each other's accounts, etc. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's good to, and it's good to stick together and support people who are who are feeling it. Yeah, I love it. Well, speaking of support, man, um, if during your first draft season you need any, um, obviously reach out to us and reach out to anyone in the community. Actually, um, we've we've kind of yeah, draft PL is what we've gone with now, just to avoid like I mentioned earlier the FPL draft um, confusion. So yeah. hashtag draft PL, um, and then also just uh, you know any tag any of us and, and people will chime in. Um, more than willing to to help to give advice, any of mm-hmm. that if you need to get your legs under you in your first draft season, man. We're super excited that you're trying it yeah. out. Yeah, no, I, I will definitely be contacting you guys. Um, <laughs> you know, for my for my first season. As I said, I'm, I'm quite excited about it. Um, you know, just having kind of read up on it, uh, just actually today, um, and you know, just um, see, you know, getting a bit of information from you guys. Yeah, I'll, de- I'll definitely be hitting you guys up, um, and obviously, I'll try and get more involved in the in the draft community as well because I've not actually um, really come across many uh, you know draft draft Twitter accounts. So it'd be good to kind of get a follow on some and obviously, you know, taking your guys' advice. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to need it this season, I think, <laughs> in the first season. We're here for you. We got you. We got yeah, you. Nice, and obviously, nice. um, draft folks, I know a lot of you listen to this. Uh, if you are not already following Abdul, you should definitely go and do that. Uh, just search up FPL Salah. He'll be the first one that comes up. Uh, and again, Abdul, thank you so much for your time. And I just really appreciate you making time for us tonight. It's been uh, awesome. It's been a little bit deeper than I expected, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, fantastic. And, and yeah. just, uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on, guys. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a bit deep, especially at the start, but you know, it happens sometimes. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah Jeannie, any last words? 
No, just I really appreciate Abdul coming on. I reached out to him last week. He was pretty quick to get back, and uh, we just made it happen. So really smooth sailing. So I appreciate that as well, Abdul. We reach out to a lot awesome. of people. Awesome. So really happy that we finally got you on, especially all that you provide for us. At least for me, like it's been a huge help for me winning a lot of like fantasy leagues. Your odds. So really appreciate all that stuff. Great, great. No, I'm glad it helped. And actually, I'd be interested. Actually, maybe halfway through the season, if um, you know, I, I would like to come on again. Like maybe just halfway through the season, just see how how we're getting on, and you know how I've kind of adapted to the game. So that'd be pretty cool as well. Anytime, we would love to hear it. Yeah, yeah. we would love to hear kind of like uh, your your first season midway yeah. analysis. You know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. For yeah. sure, for sure. Let's do it. All right, we'll get it. We'll get it in the uh, in the calendar here in a couple months. Cool. All right, boys. Thanks again, Abdul. We'll talk to everyone here soon. Uh, listeners, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, keep on coming back. we got another couple amazing interviews coming up in the next uh, few weeks, so check those out. And also check out the Draft 101 series that is going on as well. You can check that out. Um, that's coming out just going through the basics of the draft game. So for newbies, that will help as well. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. It's been a good one. <laughs>